Hi, I'm Amber Cook. Welcome to my podcast, The Dragonfly Connection. Join me every Wednesday for open, honest, and real conversations about change, transformation, and resilience to inspire and empower you. This episode is sponsored by HealingWays.com. Find verified wellness professionals and holistic health resources at HealingWays. That's HealingWaze.com. It's just a moment in time and it will pass. My favorite quote from today's guest, Constance Ayo. One that I'm going to make part of my daily affirmation statements to help me get through this hard time now and the inevitable future hard times. But today's episode is not so hard. It's actually a lot lighter than the last few episodes. My friend and colleague, Constance Ayo, and I chat about self-love, relationship challenges, soulmates, and life on the road. When the pandemic hit, Constance Ayo and her husband did what many of us have done and continue to do during this time. Reevaluate our lives, our careers, etc. They, along with their daughter, Anastasia, bought an RV and took to the road for adventure and peace from all the chaos happening around them. And as you can imagine, living in an RV with a family comes with its own challenges. This episode is recorded in May of 2021, and in that time, Constance's life has changed even more, and in ways totally unexpected. I'm not going to tell you that part of her story, and you won't find it in this episode, but I highly recommend connecting with her on Facebook to find out more. Constance's unconventional love story and words of wisdom have always warmed my heart, and I hope they do the same for you. Stick around to the end to learn how you can connect with Constance, or as her mentor calls her, the love doula. Constance, I'm super excited to have this conversation with you. I haven't seen you in person. I don't even know when. Well, it was before. We made an effort for one coffee date, and when was that? We met up like in... uh, kind of like in the between spot like maybe or maybe I came to Newburgh I don't remember but that was the last time that was a long time ago or it was tiger yeah and then it was before you moved right and then well and then everything happened with our massage space and we couldn't mm-hmm. be there to help each other move <laughs> and oh that was just so weird and just such a wasn't that so surreal it was. It was like all of a sudden, boom, our massage space is gone. Oh, okay. We'll have to get everything out. We'll In like a, a week. Decision. Yeah. It was so crazy, but oh my God, aren't you happy that that happened? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, me too. Honestly, At the time I wasn't. <laughs> ex- yeah. At the time it was like a grief. I was like, I wasn't ready for this, <laughs> you know? I think both of us were like in a transitional, we're just going to phase this out very slow and long. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And then bam. (laughs) Yeah, it was crazy. So, so much has happened in both of our lives in the last year. And I really, I want to first talk about that. I want to get us warmed up. And I have so many questions because first of all, after that happened, you guys, like a month or two later, it seems like, started being RV living people. You started the RV life, packed everything up. What did you do? Tell me, tell me what happened, how this came about. Yeah, Ryan kind of always had a little bit of a dream, like to have like a fully converted bus or something like that. He's had one before and I was slow to get on board because we have a child and 
we can be crabby with each other, you know, like we're all cramped together. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't think that's enough space. But he kind of had it in the back of his mind as like something that he likes and enjoys. Um, so when COVID happened, we actually, I think I might have talked to you about this personally. Yeah, we, we were talking about moving and mm-hmm. how do we feel right now about Oregon and Portland and all of that stuff. And, and we were, I think we were both kind of like, maybe we're going to look for other places. Mm-hmm. Um, so we originally had that plan to move up to Orcas Island. But it was like a long plan, like, you know, maybe it's one to two years or something like that. And then COVID hit. And I was talking to um, a coach of mine at the time because, you know, all, everything was kind of crazy at that time because not only was it COVID, but it was protests and it was like everyone fighting. And yeah. so things felt a little more distance with the family on Orcas Island. And when I was thinking about it, like I liked the some of the qualities that were there, like it was, it's beautiful. Um, there's some community driven things, but honestly, <laughs> there's a whole world out there and you can find what you want. Um, especially when you're not limiting yourself. Mm-hmm. That's one of the big things that we've been learning is like, stop limiting with your own little, little mind and little ideas, you know, yeah. like there's so much more out there. Yeah. So, just like, well, why Orcas Island? Do we really want that? It is more expensive. Once again, it is like island life when we lived on Kauai. And is that really what we want? And I was talking to a coach and she brought those things to my awareness. Like, okay, so it's more expensive. You guys really like to travel. And she's actually, uh, she homeschools and unschools five kids. And she's a successful coach. She lives in Missouri. She's just have you guys ever thought about an RV? Like an RV is already built out. An RV has a shower and a bathroom (laughs) in it. (laughs) Like, Oh, you know, like uh, we have not really, but Ryan had that bus idea. I just mentioned it that day to Ryan and boom, of course it like brought all this passion up and he's like, I'm on it. (laughs) Oh, I love that about him. You guys are such exactly. a good a good combination. You complement each other so well. Because I can tell a lot of times you have to really like think things through. And, you know, you were just like, oh, maybe we, he, yep, we're done. We're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Exactly. Okay. So you brought it up to him. He said, we're doing it. Then what happened? We looked at some in Oregon and we're like, ooh, the prices. <laughs> and then he, he found one um, in Mississippi. And he's like, why not? I fly there. It's like half the price. And I just drive it back. And it was kind of a good thing because on his drive back, he got to make all the mistakes without us freaking out with him. So we got to learn how to. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Probably within a month of timeline when we made the decision. And then he was looking and we knew we had to move from our place. Our lease was up in, we lived close to downtown and it was kind of loud and you could hear the right was from where you were yeah we could yeah we could, um especially when things got crazy like after hours when mm-hmm. it's probably just people wanting to make trouble yeah you know yeah you could hear like the loud booms and all of that oh crazy welcoming anymore <laughs> yeah no so you made so you sped things up 
We're like, we need to get yeah. out of here. Yeah. Yes. And then no school for Anastasia. Mm-hmm. So no reason to stay. <laughs> what grade was she in? Was she already in kindergarten last year when this yeah. happened? Yeah, she was okay. in kindergarten. So she, yeah, so it ended in March. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So she's now almost done with first grade, or I guess, I mean, you guys are doing not just homeschool, not just unschool, but you're doing road school. And how is that going? It's going really well. Um, because it's just really like those hands-on learning experiences have been just like really cool. Like I think those will stick with her so much more. Like we first went to the Oregon coast and we stayed there for a couple months before we started moving around. And, you know, she got to learn all about crabs and like, this is female, this is male. Like, you know, the guy was just like teaching her all this stuff and, people are really excited to, to tell, to interact with kids and to uh-huh. teach them what they know and everything. So, yeah. so we're kind of just creating learning experiences then that way. And then, um, you know, supplementing with other stuff like the reading, writing, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. Know? All the basic boring stuff. So where, besides the Oregon coast, that's where you guys started. Where have you visited so far? So we started on the coast and then we started driving down and we hung out in like northern California it was really nice and then we went and hung out some in um where Ryan went to college in Davis California oh okay and we had a yeah we had a a friend there so we ended up doing the holidays over there (laughs) we had a really interesting situation because we were at a little RV park but they didn't have um it was like no service, oh. no Wi-Fi. So okay. we ended up driving into Davis all of the time to to visit our um, the friend, and like we kind of created our own little little pod with just us and hanging out with her. And then and then it was the one thing that was really nice about it at the time is um, like she lived in a a neighborhood where the kids are all like they all have like guidelines where they're like you know there's there's sanitizers floating around and they're all playing with masks on um, and staying outdoors. And so Anastasia got to, I was hanging out at her house, just got to go and play with kids of different ages on the street. And that's where she like learned how to ride her bike and she was scootering around. So it was kind of nice that she, we went from zero connection to like something that felt really good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we stayed there for the holidays and then we were going to go to Southern California potentially, but it kind of got crazy down there mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you know, like numbers were exploding and yeah. it just didn't really feel like a good place. We were avoiding cities and staying, you know, mostly remote and in smaller places. So then we cut across to Nevada. We stayed like near Lake Mead and then, um, and then we stayed in northern Arizona for three months. Mm-hmm. We really liked it. And so that was, it's really beautiful. Yeah. Like it kind of blew us away. We didn't realize that it's a secret gem, but. Secret. Like Sedona, right? <laughs> like Sedona, not so secret. <laughs> it is, it is awesome. Right. Yeah. yeah. So then after Arizona, <laughs> um, where'd you head? Now we're in New Mexico. We actually went into 
um, like the Gila Forest area, and we did this straw bale building okay. workshop. Oh, so, wow. Um, and it was, it was for kids, and Anastasia got to do it, and um, Ryan knew the people who were putting it on. So it was a small, small group of kids learning how to do the straw bale and having like a little camp experience. Yeah, so now we're in New Mexico, and we're going to work our way up to see my mom in Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. So New Mexico, didn't you live there for a while? Mm-hmm. Yeah, most of my childhood was here. Oh, okay. So and most of your we moved away when I was 16. We moved up to Wyoming. Oh, okay. What about after that? I know you guys have some fun summer plans that I hope get to happen. Tell me about where, where you guys are headed for the summer. I don't know if it's going to happen because of the border probably not opening for Canada. But yeah. we were going to do the Canada trip. But now um, I'm not sure. We need to make our way back to Oregon and maybe Orcas Island and Washington. So, Okay. If the border yeah. opens up, though, are you guys going to still try to make Canada work? Yeah, yeah. If the border opens, we'll, we'll be up in Canada and then come through, I think, Washington from there. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. I hope you guys get to go. I mean, maybe not this yeah. summer, but definitely, I hope, in the future, for sure, because it's just so beautiful up there. So, um, what's the most challenging part of RV living? Because I just get to see all the good stuff, although I know there's been some mechanical difficulties and whatnot, but besides that, just like as a family of three living in a in an RV, how big is your square space? Um, I'm not sure what the square space is. Okay. That's a good question. How many feet? Um, footage of the RV. It's it's 38 feet. Okay. Long, so it's it's not a tiny one. So right now, some of the things going on is that Anastasia doesn't sleep in her bed all night, and the bed back here isn't huge. So we're kind of like having some sleep issues. I have to like. I have to actually, you know, like wake up when she crawls in and <laughs> get her back out there instead of just <laughs> leaving uh-huh. it be. So, yeah. so that's been one of the little things we're working with, like nailing down sleep and, and space when everybody wants to have space, like Anastasia. Where, where do I go? I don't have like a private room mm-hmm. type of thing. Like she doesn't have huge needs around it, but it does come up sometimes. Those are the little things. and. Yeah. There's a list of things like it's not a super new RV, so like you push a button and like the plastics around collapse and <laughs> you know, like, yeah, some some things are kind of coming apart, but mm-hmm. it's still like it's still beautiful and it's still super functional. Like the mechanics are still really good. There's just some rough edges, like mm. you know, like oh the sliders like uh, uh, struggling to get out, but. Usually it works okay, but, you know, and then the little things like we have to put wood under the leveler because one of them's having troubles coming down all the way. Oh. But I mean, you know, but if you were living in a house that was yours, you'd be having difficult, you know, there'd be problems with the fence or window or plumbing. There's, you know, right. you'd have to repaint, you have to do so, you know, I mean, it's similar those probably aren't completely unique. They're just different. <laughs> and, right. and you're driving on a road in, with your house. So I'm sure it feels a little unsettling sometimes if things are really kind of falling apart. But it's a rattling house right? right? when we're exactly. driving. <laughs> exactly. What is the best part of your new living situation? Um, the best part really is like 
like the freedom like it's absolutely bonkers that we can just like we can go anywhere <laughs> and whenever we want to you know like oh you know southern california doesn't really feel good we're not gonna go there we're gonna go here we get to see so much of the country that we would not have seen otherwise yeah and we love to travel and we're not gonna get on a plane right now or yeah. you know who knows when so this is like Perfect. Yeah. yeah. And you're both able to still continue to pursue, pursue your careers and different creative endeavors. It sounds perfect. I, you know, you've heard me say this to you before. <laughs> I'm very envious. It just sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. For us, it's not going to happen now, but I definitely, you know, have the idea that it'll happen eventually and maybe it won't be for, maybe it'll be for a year, maybe it'll be for a few months, who knows, but um it just seems super right. exciting and it fits you guys' personality so well. It's awesome. <laughs> I'm very happy yeah. for you. Let's dive into like the deeper stuff because there so much of your career has changed. It was changing, like you said, before this all went down and then you just had to dive like all the way into the, a new direction. But I want to back up even further and talk about your life before Ryan and Anastasia, specifically romantic relationships because that's your specialty yeah <laughs> yeah constance and in, in your romantic life before well it was sort of non-existent in a way for a long amount of time what happened is when i made the move from new mexico to wyoming like in new mexico being here like it's really interesting to see um people that i've known a long time ago who who just like knew me really well And when I moved up to Wyoming, like, I didn't have community and connections um, that much. So, and it's a little bit more of a a clicky environment. I think I was probably a little bit more in a lonelier space. And a friend introduced me to a person who was, like, a dark, mysterious person. And I'm like, (laughs) sure, whatever, you know. So I started dating this person. And it became, like, a nine-year whirlwind like a very narcissistic unhappy person and all my self-esteem and everything just broken down Mm -hmm. like dreams they just like break down your dreams make you wrong all the time and just dismantle you and you feel like you're crazy and you're unhappy and you feel like there's no way out (laughs) yeah yeah so I finally I actually was doing some things for myself. Like I did a psychic development program. And when I did that, like my uh, third eye just like went bonkers. And then I had clairvoyance up the yin yang. Like, well, what am I seeing? Whoa. Were you in the relationship when you did this? Mm-hmm. Okay. I was. Okay. So things just opened up literally. Yeah. So okay. I couldn't talk about it with him because he thinks I'm crazy. And, <laughs> but um, I just could see everything really clearly and like I could see visions of things coming and um, I just like this just opened up and then I saw that I wanted to become a body worker so I went to massage school and you know massage schools are like a community and the you know I was just like loved being there loved all the people I was there with and I was so happy and then the contrast of 
of me being open and happy and around people and then going home. <laughs> I could not, I couldn't bear it for that much longer. So we had to, you know, I created like a exit strategy plan and it wasn't perfect, but eventually I was able to get out of the relationship and yeah. And then I just took a couple of years. I actually moved back to the desert to New Mexico from Wyoming mm-hmm. and I took some time to heal and fall in love with myself again. And um, well, yeah. And I want to talk about that some more because that's kind of where a lot of people as you know, struggle is the healing process to get you to the point where you can fully show up and be there present and be a full person before meeting the one. What did you do during that healing period? What were some of the things that you did that really, that really helped? Um, So I, I, I got to know myself again. I got to know like, what my passions were. I got to, um, I allowed myself to just do and experience life, which I started writing again a lot. And I, um, like at that time, I think I was listening to, um, you know, some, I started listening to like uh, manifestation tools Mm -hmm. and kind of just like really, tuning into my own intuition and um, my own desires for a person and kind of started to build a picture of what I, what I would want for a a partnership and, um, and like allowed myself, I started to allow myself just to say yes to, to anything that I wanted, you know, just say yes to, um, that I'm going to travel. Like I went to to Colorado by myself and I did like a rafting trip. <laughs> by yourself? Yeah. How exciting but, you know, I, and empowering. Yeah, it was really nice. And I just, I just did, you know, some of the silly things. Like I allowed myself, like <laughs> when I was in Colorado, there was like a band that was playing. I allowed the singer to come and talk to me. I was like, okay, sure. And we walked and held hands <laughs> just for the night and, um, and talked and everything. And then I was on my way, you know, it's like, I'm just going to experience life and pick up the pieces that I know that I want for a, a future and just allow myself to, to build, build nice. a vision and build up my, myself again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how many years um, from the time that you ended that relationship to when you met Ryan? It was at least two years, so maybe two okay. to two and a half years. Mm-hmm. You and I, we've talked about this, like our stories are different, obviously. We're different people, but um, something that we both did that was very similar is we, made, we worked on ourselves after coming out of bad relationships or failed relationships, whatever, Uh, worked on ourselves, which is like key, you know, like exactly Mm -hmm. what you did. Find yourself again, do fun, silly things, be independent, fall in love with yourself. You created the person that you wanted to connect with. Did you write that down? Because that's, I'm a list person. So I wrote down lists, like this is all the things that he's going to be. And yeah, I I actually did. I did have a list. I think I had like a vision board at one point. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I feel like, like anything, like 
like it doesn't matter so much what you do because the funny thing about it is I think for for us women like I think that's something that's fun mm-hmm. to do <laughs> in a way yeah. um and like I'm talking to Ryan about like his story and he just like his soul was probably building the vision and he wasn't really consciously doing anything mm. but mm. but being available and listening to his own intuition and then it popped in like he didn't actually need a list and yeah. but it, you know so it feels like for us so it was fun to kind of really put the vision together and uh-huh. do it in a visual way or a list way or or whatever and just to know I think to know that these kinds of things are possible for us yes. in a relationship. These yes. are the, the evidence, the clues. Yeah. Okay. So tell me how you met Ryan. I know the story, but my listeners do not. And it's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I was living in New Mexico, like I mentioned, and um, I was living with my friend at the time and we were interested in like intentional and sustainable communities. Mm-hmm. So we were kind of just like looking at like, we didn't want to really live in that little town forever. So we're just like, what are all the options? Oh, this is kind of a cool idea of community, right? So Ryan and his partner at the time had bicycled around the country to film different intentional and sustainable communities and put together a movie about them. So she found that project. And so then we were in touch with them, just like online friends and asking questions and like, friends on Facebook or whatever through that. And so that was like, like a six month, like online friendship. Like, like I'm sitting at a cafe writing and then he pops into my inbox and we're like having chats and stuff like that. And then like, I really liked him as a person. Like I just seems like a really fun personality and I like seems like a genuine person and you know, he has some really good qualities to him, but I never really put it into a romantic perspective at all. Mm, okay. But um, then he, and what happened is he ended up, him and his partner, like, ended up b- breaking up completely. They were on, like, they kind of just stuck together to finish the movie project. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of already knew, like, we're not really good as domestic partners. This business, and this business romantic partnership was, was fun while it lasted, but we're not actually compatible for the long term. So, lucky so they you. fully split up. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and lucky, right? So they right. split up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So they split up and then he moved to Kauai. He was just tired from trying to get the movie out there and do some premieres. And it's just kind of like, I'm just, I'm done with this. I'm going to go to Kauai and live in the forest or something. But it turns out that his friend that he had known for a long time was on Kauai and she was like, Hey, I'm, I'm actually leaving the Island right now. You want to stay in my cabin on this farm for now? And he's like, Oh, sure. You know, like, yeah. I'm go live in the forest. But <laughs> So nice. he was on the farm um, in this cabin. And so in one of our conversations, he's like, Hey, if you want to watch the movie, I can send you um, the link. Just don't tell anybody yet. Cause it's not like fully out there, out there. So I was like, oh, yeah, we would love to. So we watched it. And then it was nice to have a voice to the da-da-da-da-da, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, it's really cool. I got to hear your voice. And then he wanted to hear my voice. 
so then we we had a phone conversation yeah and it was really pleasant and then we tried to have like a zoom or a skype conversation but he was on the farm and it was really bad connection so he actually got a job as like an it person so he was at a place of better connection and we were going to do some more um skype calls to to get to know each other and the weird thing that happened was when he was on his bicycle journey he looked like this crazy like jesus looking person with like long hair and a beard ah and it was total and it was not really someone i was like physically attracted to but um i just i just liked him as a person and uh-huh. and then you know cuz we were following their journey for so long so i just saw saw him and his partner as a as a one oh, right yeah. uh-huh. and then and his project and it was just like i didn't re- it was hard to see beyond that so i had this psychic vision actually like i just closed my eyes one day and i saw him just buzzing off all of his beard and his hair and i was like Oh, that's pretty weird because he loves his hair. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. And then the next time I talked to him, he said that he was going to do a ceremony. He was shaving everything off. And I was like, "Oh, that's interesting," because he just went through this like um, this medicine journey, and he felt like he just had like this ego death, and and all of his hair was ego, and he just got the clear message to shave it all. And I was like, oh, interesting. When he came onto the screen with like all without all of the hair, I felt like I could see his soul for the first time. Oh. Like really, like I saw him without his movie project, without his partner, and I could see his soul. We were just like, it's over from here. He's <laughs> like, I have a good job now. I can buy you a plane ticket to Kauai, and you know we can meet in person. And oh, wow. said yes, please. And then it was just. The rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> How long had the relationship been building? You said chatted online for about six months, but then you were doing Skype calls and really starting to like see a romantic so, future. How long was that total period? I think our first phone call was like in the middle of August. Okay. And then we started the Skype. Let's see. So I, I flew down there October 3rd. Okay. So it was just like part of August and then just September. So we'll say like six to seven weeks or something like that. Okay. Of the online Skyping relationship. Okay. And that was after this, like six, roughly six months of just being friends yeah. online and chatting yeah. and stuff via the chat box or whatever. So, so a little less than a year, but still a long time <laughs> before, before you met. Now, fast forward to you've been together for how long now? So this October will be nine years, I think. Okay. We just had our eight-year wedding anniversary. Yeah. Nice. Well, congratulations. That's awesome. So now, eight, yeah, about eight and a half years. What's the thing, what's something that you really love about Ryan now? I do love like his, his passion and his heart and his generosity and I find his resourcefulness really cool like I just I don't question things anymore like oh I'm gonna build this shelf with wood I find around you know like okay (laughs) sure and then like he does and I'm like oh I I could never actually visualize that in my head but I I just trust you and he just 
can be really resourceful with things and it just blows me away yeah and I love like you know his his traveling spirit too and yeah, yeah. he's a visionary for sure and he seems like a really yeah. good dad I don't know about you but like when I see Logan being a good dad which is always but I mean you know those moments it just yeah. really like makes me fall more in love with him like it's so hot yeah <laughs> Right? Yeah, those super sweet dad moments. With their daughters. Yeah. If I were to ask Ryan about you, how would he describe you as a partner? Probably like really grounded and and patient. And, you know, like our communication is not like what he's had before, where it was just like direct and piercing when he's like a more like he's cancer and he's just like, I don't like things that you know, direct and piercing, but like, I'm just able to communicate things in a way that are, that is, are received well. And yeah, that's is that, <laughs> you're like, perfect. I'm the perfect partner. <laughs> Do you think that, uh, you know, like your, well, I'll just say it, like your psychic abilities kind of help make you a better partner or being in touch with them? Because I know, that it's something available to all of us, but being really in tune mm-hmm. to that is, is that one of the things that you feel makes you a better partner? You know, like I never no. really thought about that, but oh, okay. it, you know, it probably, it probably does help because I can, I'm just really insightful to like what's actually going on with him. So I don't have to like grill him about something usually. <laughs> Cause I can, just tune in a little deeper, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you, and then you don't, you probably don't get like, what some people, especially women, kind of get like those spin out feeling, like when you're trying to guess what's going on. And it seems like you guys also have pretty open communication as well, which is super important. Yeah, ex- exactly. When you do, when challenges do arise, like, and I'm talking not just RV challenges, but like relationship challenges, you know, they come into play in all relationship, romantic relationships, especially marriage. How do you guys come together and overcome those challenges? we're very forgiving like and we don't hang on to to stuff like very tightly so I think that it's we allow each other to have space and time if we need that and then we just can you know talk about it and you know see like oh like the last week has been a little rough you know we were just on the road again for a while after like you know three months of resting and like all of the RV frustrations coming up for Ryan and different things under the surface. So, okay, there's something like going on here and like really being like caring about what each other needs and like, how can we allow space for each other to be heard? And then also like work together to create a a solution, you know? Yeah. I think is of how we do it. Definitely like don't hold grudges and, and give each other space when we need it and then come back together and talk about it. Yeah. Super important. What kind of things are you still doing for yourself to, to ensure that you do stay that just perfect partner? I know <laughs> my words, not yours, but yeah. What, what are the things that you're still doing to just keep yourself in that space? With RV life that you can forget is just to take that alone time for yourself because we're always all together but eventually like my sister is a van lifer she decided around the same time we did like oh yeah I'm getting out of here too Uh like I'm just gonna leap for it so there was time where we met up in Arizona and then it's like oh 
my sister is here. She's parked with her van right there. We were dog sitting for her while she got a temp job. She's here in the evenings. So every week, we, we didn't think about it until like the last month, but <laughs> <laughs> but we would go on a date together like every week. And it didn't have to be anything big, but we just got to have time together. And then for ourselves, just really remembering to take that time for yourself to nurture you. You have to take care of yourself first. And that's... Mm-hmm. It still happens when you're in the, that relationship with the quote-unquote one. You still have to continue to nurture yourself first. Yeah, it's like right. put on your mask yeah. first. So my next question is I'm sure a lot of people wonder about this. <laughs> it seems like you guys are totally still, you know, in love. And I'm not just going on what I've seen on Facebook. I've hung out with you guys. Like you guys' love and respect and the strength of your relationship is, and also like still you have the passion for each other. And you, you, that's the thing, like it's hard to find. Logan and I talk about all the time, like those are the couples that we like to hang out with because that's how we are, but it's not, right. unfortunately it's not super common. Um, I know your work yeah. is helping to fix that, but it's not common. So my question is, especially now living in an RV with a, a is she seven? And seven. how do you keep that love and passion burning? <laughs> that's, that's a good question. I feel like it's, it's still just like, um, like nurturing it, like yeah. giving each other the time to like nurture it. And, you know, it was really good when we were like started to go on those dates again. So we could just be with one each one another and mm-hmm. connect for the most part, have you been able to find time to be alone? Because I would not mm. alone, alone, but like alone with each other as a couple. Yeah, I think there are times where we had to get creative with yeah. the RV life um, to get that. And there were times where when we were really bumping up against the edge of needing that, like something, something would happen, like there we'd be in a spot where you know she there was a kid like across the way and so she was outside Mm -hmm. playing or you know riding her bike out there and so we could just hang out together Mm -hmm. and be together nice it feels like when we get pushed up to that edge something comes in to (laughs) relieve us (laughs) you help coach other people so you know this it's like there's you as a person, there's your partner as a person, and then there's the relationship. You know, it's like three entities, and they all have to right. be nurtured and tended to. Exactly. Yeah. So, any really romantic things that have happened over this last year? Some of the things might be a little like less conventional. Like, well, that's just in you guys. terms of, <laughs> yeah, like. Ryan put he republished my original book um, yeah. and then he helped me create a new book by using his photography and and my words to build to a book like how to attract your soulmate and um, he poured <laughs> Anastasia would say like that's Papa's book because she saw him pouring all the time into it <laughs> like really working on it she's like Papa's working on it every day. That's Papa's book, not yours, Mama. And he's like, no, no, this is Mama's book. This is her, her words, her, 
<laughs> yeah. So, you know, like, because that was the thing from the very beginning, too. Like, he loved all of me. He loved my passions, too, which was writing. So he's always encouraging me to 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 write and do the things that I love. So him, like, pouring so much of his energy into republishing my book and helping me create a new one and getting all of the technologies out of the way so I wouldn't have to worry about it, I think is, like extremely romantic yeah you know? and well it, yeah, yeah i mean it's a huge act of it's service love languages that, that's yeah exactly what i was saying <laughs> yeah i know there's a little lag so yeah. yeah that that is beautiful and i and i did think that when i asked the question i didn't rem i didn't think about that but i remember when i saw him talking about that i was like oh that is just so loving so sweet. So I know a lot of people, especially women, who are really wanting the kind of relationship that you and I have found in with our husbands. And besides hiring you to help, of course, like that's a no brainer. <laughs> um, what are some things that they can start doing today? So it's a woman listening or even a man, but I know that you mainly work with women. What can they start doing today to, to just set them on that path to finding that? Today, I would say really like looking deeper at what you want. Like look deeper into your heart. Like what do you want? And what do you really believe about love? Because there's shadows that come up that really can make it a, a challenge. And so what are your relationship patterns? Like really look at that. Like, what keeps happening for you and why, what are the shadows around that? Like, what do you really believe and start creating the vision for the kind of relationship that you do want? So what is, what is the book that was republished? I um, sure that is a fictional book. Okay. <laughs> and what's the title? It's called dreams of a writer. It was just like, and I wrote on. that when I was healing my heart. Oh, okay. So okay. Written in 2000. Yeah, 2011 or 12. Nice. Okay. And can I get that on Amazon? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Now, is the other book published yet? Or is Ryan mm-hmm. still working on that? And, and what's that? Is, um, how to Attract Your Soulmate. Okay. Easy to remember. And that's also Wait. on Amazon. Okay. Right. Awesome. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. Okay. Right? <laughs> This is. I bet you're a great writer, Constance. I can. I can just see that about you. I, know, I feel that. You gave some great advice for finding a relationship, but do you have any last words with, for people that are just struggling in general with all the heavy energy in the collective right now? Well, give yourself some grace for one, because there is a lot going on, and something that I noticed too is that we attach so much meaning and power mm. to to our thoughts and to certain mm. ideas and beliefs and and that can be so weighted and it can weigh us down so really like just let your thoughts go you know we don't have to let them control us so much in our actions like you can have a bad day you can have you know you can have an emotional experience without making it mean you are wrong or making it mean you are bad or making it mean that you're never going to like enter big, heavy weighted story here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's just a moment in time and it can 
like it will pass. Very true words. Well, Constance, our bandwidth is looking like it's struggling and it's the perfect timing as I figured it would be for us to say goodbye. So thank you so, so much. I'm excited to see where you guys go. I'll share all the links on how people can connect with you um, in the show notes. So uh, yeah, if you're listening and you're struggling, especially in that relationship zone, Constance is your girl. (laughs) Thank you, Constance. (laughs) Yay. You are so welcome. Are you looking for a relationship like the one Constance and I talked about during our chat? Well, Constance may be able to help. Constance Ayo is a psychic healer, helper, and relationship coach. She works with women who are seeking to heal their hearts and wounds so they can connect deeper into self-love and then eventually with their soulmate. Is this you or someone you care about? Find out more at Constance A-O, that's Constance A-O dot com, or find her on Instagram and Facebook. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Our stories may be different, but we all have one thing in common. We're all trying to figure out how to navigate life on this planet, and none of us have it completely figured out. No matter what you're going through in your life, just know that you are never really alone. Come back every Wednesday for more inspiration and connection, and follow me on Instagram at thedragonflymama.com so we can stay in touch between episodes. Take care. (laughs) 